0: on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You're listening to The Jan Price Show, and today my guest is director Chris Foggin, and we're talking we're going to talk about his charming British film, Fisherman's Friends. Welcome to the show, Chris.
1: Hey, Jan! thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely delighted to be chatting to you, so thank you very much for that.
0: Well, thank you. It's my delight to have you on the show. I have to say, Thanks. I just thought this movie was so much fun, so heartwarming, so touching, uh, a feel-good movie, the kind of movie we need right now more than ever. Um, and when your publicist had sent me the information on this film, immediately when I read... The synopsis. I said yes. I definitely want to talk to uh, the director. Uh, so I'm very happy to have you on the show, Chris. Tell me awesome. how did this thanks. project? You're welcome. You're welcome. How did this project um, come to you? How did you get involved as the director of this of Fisherman's Friends?
1: Um, oh well, well, thanks so much for that introduction. I'm so pleased you liked the film, chapter, So thanks very much for that. But yeah, I uh, do. You know what? It's kind of it's been a long. Before I kind of started directed it, it was, a, it was a little bit of a long story. I was kind of making another film at Ealing, and I met the producer Jim Spring, and um, and I remember kind of at Ealing, I was like going through reading the script that they had, and this was this must have been about 2013 now, and I came across Fisherman's Friends, and. Uh, And, like, just as a filmmaker, they're the kind of films and, like, stories I just, like, I'm so passionate about telling, like, feel good and, you know, like, making people smile for a little bit. Is everything kind of, what I aim for and look for in like films even to watch so I read this script and like it then went straight over to James and I was like oh please please can I direct this film um, and he was like and at the time I think it was, there might have been with somebody but it kind of went away and then a few years later he just rang me and um, I think he said something like oh have you got your, you want to get your bucket and spade ready? and then he said oh can you remember reading this back then and I did and um, he just said oh would you like to direct it so then I met the uh, other producers Nick and Meg who also wrote the screenplay. Play with and yeah, and that was it. Really, the next, it, it kind of all happened very quickly. Um, from meeting them to going down to Port Isaac to film the film, it was um, it was very quick, and you know, turned out to be a fantastic experience.
0: Oh, you know, and and filming in Port Isaac, um, in Cornwall, it just looked so beautiful. I mean, it was just so beautiful, and it was great that you were able to go to where the story actually took place. So, tell us, yeah. tell our listeners a little bit about what Fisherman's Friends is all about
1: so they Yeah, well, what we're but, talking about. Yeah, so if anyone just the film, basically it's about, yeah, like 10 fishermen who were at the time, and they kind of, they always sing on the class, it's this thing that they kind of do down at the uh, on the course, and they sing every Friday night, and this is just about a film about a guy who came down to London on a Skype weekend and heard them singing, and then just was kind of set up, and it to kind of convince these guys to come and um, create a record and then thankfully when it came out and they recorded it, it got, without spoiling the end it's got like a top 10 single and it was one of the first like records to do that and it was quite a big deal so yeah it was amazing to, to kind of tell this you know feel good kind of true story and then to go down to Port Isaac where it all happened and to meet all the fishermen and everyone was just amazing and without their kind of help and support from the village itself it just it, it just wouldn't have been possible because they just welcomed. All of us down there, and they were so kind of, you know, so generous with their time or their knowledge. Or, you know, you would like to say, working with this place, and they always had ideas. And it was just honestly, Janet, it was, they, they were so loving. And the, you know, every single person was wonderful to be around. And it was, I think, we shot for about four weeks, and uh, yeah, it was just a lovely time. And the weather was great as well. And yes, yeah, so it, it was very fun.
0: What a great experience, and to have all of them be actively involved. So, th- so these are just these were just fishermen who just went on Friday night and sang and then this music producer uh, shows up for this stag weekend, as you said, and discovers discovers them. But they go through lots of trials and tribulations, which is, you know, what makes the story interesting that they, but they persevered. Yeah. I mean, and at first they really weren't that interested in wanting to be, yeah. you know, found or be in an, uh, you know, in a, uh, you know, on a record label, but that all changes as time goes on, obviously, so, um how did you end up casting this film because your leak and, and and again this is based it's it's based on a true story but obviously you had to you know with the writers um you know the, the screenwriters uh created a, yeah. a, a little different version of the facts which makes it interesting yeah. too Meg Leonard and yeah. Nick Moorcroft are the are the screenwriters of the film so um how yeah. did that? You know, how did the uh, fishermen's Friends feel about their story being not only just told, but also having it, you know, the having it be a movie where it has an interesting uh, storyline to it? Um, how did they feel about that?
1: Yeah, they, they, do you know what? They, again, they were so supportive. They were so great about it. And, um, you know, I just like, you know, speaking just, you know, for myself, it was one of those things where, you know, like, kind of making it. And I know, like, we all felt that we just had to do the best we possibly can. Like, you know, if if nobody in the world liked the film, but they were happy with it, that would have been the best kind of response. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I would have yes. taken that over every single person in the world liking it, but they weren't happy. I'd have found that really, like, sad. So it was, you know, they, they, were, they were so great with it. We would sit with them in, in pre-production, and they, you know, they obviously read the script before we started filming. But they were, they, were, they were really happy. And then, you know, obviously seen the film finished as well, they were great. And we all had a little premiere down in Cornwall before it came out and everyone got together, which was lovely. And um, yes, yeah, so it was a great experience. And then on the cast, and it was very simple, really. Obviously, we were working off a great great script and everyone really loved Danny Maze. I worked with Danny years ago when I was a kind of set PA and, I know like Nick, Meg and James all loved him as well. So he would sent the script and then I went and met him where he lives in London and we chatted a little bit. And then he was on and the same with James Purifoy who plays Jim. I worked with him years ago when I was an assistant director and always wanted to kind of work with him in a similar capacity. It's like, you know, one day I'd like to direct and hopefully we'd work together like that. And then Tuppence, I've just always been a fan of and, you know, as well as everyone else and, uh, Went up to London one day to meet her, and you know, I was like, oh, she's perfect. And everyone agreed she would be a perfect all one. So, and and they were brilliant, every single one, you know, from um, David Heyman to Noah Clark, Jaden Nuka, everyone just throughout, it was, all the actors were brilliant to work with
0: oh they they were and they were all perfect james pur purefoy um everybody will uh recognize him from uh the many he's been in many many things, but romans right yeah uh, Rome Rome he started in Rome, Rome. yeah uh or had, yeah had started in Rome so so the um so, so the when you were doing this, what was the, you know, did you actually, is the singing from the film, is it actually the actors singing, or is it the actual Fisherman's Friends doing the singing?
1: We kind of used both, and so the actors would sing, so any kind of like close-ups that you would see, um, we would use the actors, and then whenever it was, you know, it was like a wide shot, or we kind of cut away to something, definitely to get the harmony, to get everything right, we had the Fisherman's Friends sing as well. So we kind of recorded this then with Christy, who was fantastic. We recorded all their albums, did the score in the film and mixed all of it. And um, yeah, so there's a, there's, a, there's a mixture between the actors and the real fishermen.
0: So tell us a little bit about these songs that they sing. What's the history
1: behind them? Oh, God, now you're asking, Jan. Do you know what? I just, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel, this is terrible, but I, I do you know, I wouldn't feel confident, kind of, No, do you know, like, and like, in, oh, embarrassingly as well, kind of admitting, I'd never heard of that music as well before I read the script like these sea shanties it was it was something that I'd never and, like, and again embarrassing is that I've always loved music and kind of been growing around music and the sea shanty I'd never really kind of heard of so you know reading the script and then reading about that and then like delving into them a little bit more that was the first time I heard but honestly since going down there and witnessing them singing the pub or being uh, you know had the good fortune of watching them sing on the class. I mean now to this day even though I worked on the film for a couple of years and I, I heard all them songs It's you know when Whenever I I go running, they'll come on my favourite playlist and all that. And It's not a track that I'll skip over because I've heard a thousand times. I still... Enjoyed them and all that, but in terms of the history, I'm not quite sure that I have the company to kind of go chat about that to be honest. Okay,
0: fair enough, fair (laughs) enough. Well, I mean, it is, it's just such uplifting music, and um, that obviously, and the whole movie is the movie is, uh, uh, as we said, it's the perfect movie for today. It's it's got charm and character and you know it's got a love story in it and how the yeah. music and uh, these meetings all help you know transform people uh, within uh, just from their association what was the um, what was the reaction when you showed it uh, did you have any screenings anywhere prior to uh, the pand- pandemic hitting or did you have Were you able to show it uh, to audiences at any film festivals or anything before the shutdown?
1: Yeah, do you know what? We were really fortunate, John. So the film actually came out last year here, a similar. In the time it came out around march time and um uh, do you know what honestly like so we were blown away by the reaction here in the uk it did it did, re- it did really well it kind of opened up second in the box office behind captain marvel it, it literally went wow. bigger than we kind of ever expected really especially for me I, you know like so yeah it just it just hit the chord and i think you know like this is this was like a year before the pandemic so you know, and I was so proud, like, you know, everyone involved with the film. It's like we put it out there and thankfully we had an amazing distribution with it um, by it with Entertainment and they put it in cinemas and they backed it and it, yeah, as it it went over in like 500 cinemas which is you know to get a film in a cinema later is still really difficult so it was a kind of a dream for me to get a film out in the cinema and yeah and it just it just did really well and it was like top 10 box office for many weeks and yeah I think it's now kind of one of the most like successful British indies for a long time and all that so we're really pleased and I think it was just because of like that feel good listen it's not a work of genius you know by a long stretch of the imagination for myself but it's just, it's just like uh, you know it, it is what it is and sometimes like, people just like them kind of movies where you can just sit and you know you don't have to think too much and you know it's are pretty, pretty harmless and as I say as a filmmaker they're the films I enjoy the most so the films I hopefully kind of continue to make and all that so yeah and like so now you know like, so, but like again like what about you know, like as a filmmaker and what i really want to do to kind of make a film that's going to be released in the US is like a big deal as well for me so you know like as I said I'm so happy to be kind of chatting to you and I, and I hope people and I hope Latin American audiences really like it and and you know like it's just, you know it's so tough out there at the minute. So hopefully it'll give people a little bit of you know, make them smile for a little bit whilst it's yeah i with COVID. It's very really tough at the minute.
0: Yes, yes. So, so, what were the plans initially before the pandemic hit?
1: Was it going to be released to uh, theaters here in the US? I think. Do you know? Do you know? What? I think that might have been the plan. I, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I, I, I think so. Um, but you know, like I said, now I think just. Just any kind of release has been incredible. I'm just so pleased that people are getting to see it. That's the the main thing. And I hope it would have been nice to vote against Tenants because of the Nolan film and maybe make the same amount of money as that'll make. Um, (laughs) Just, uh, just, just, yeah, to kind of find an audience and and get out there and all that. I'm I'm really pleased. Where can people see this uh, Sea Fisherman's friend, Chris? Do you know what? I believe it's like the 24th. All out on VOD and across the uh, country and all that. That's what I'm, uh, I'm told. And yeah, right. uh, it's a couple of weeks' time. It's going to be out there, and uh, please, please check it out. And yeah, hopefully people will enjoy yes. it.
0: And July 24th. It, yes, it will be released on uh, many different um, video on demand platforms. And I, you know, I'll say this again. It's definitely a movie right now. Couldn't the timing couldn't be more perfect because everyone, right now in the world, every all the world over. Is uh, looking for something, um, well, just to make them feel better. And uh, do you know that everything, the news every day is doom and gloom, I think, and we yeah. are looking for something to brighten uh, us up, and this movie certainly does do that. It is a definitely a wow. good feel-good movie, and, and well you. done. I mean, the well, you know, not so yeah. a feel-good movie, it's very well done. The music is fun, the acting is great. Danny Mays did a wonderful job, and James Purefoy, and the rest of the cast was just really lovely in how they all worked together um, on this story. So, what was, yeah. you know, Cornwell, I, I I've become a. During this pandemic, I've been like everybody else, streaming a lot of shows, and I became very enamored with the show called Pole Dark, which was also yeah. filmed part in Cornwall and uh, was yeah. beautifully shot in Cornwall. And uh, the, uh, there's the one scene you have when they're oh, like up uh, the ocean, you know, and I thought, oh, that looks familiar. That looks like they made that same place that they filmed uh, <laughs> some of the scenes well, from uh, uh. From Paul
1: Dark, could that have been? I mean, are there many other? Do you know what? Uh, it, it it could have, it could well have been that. Like, and they also have a great show called uh, Doc Martin that's um, out here in the UK that's um, been running for many years and loved by many people. And uh, and that's also films in port. I said, do you know what though? Like, I, admittedly, I've not seen them, and that's not not for any other reason. Like, so when I was prepping the film, I was like, Peter said anyone, oh, you should maybe check out Paul Dark or like Doc Martin But you know, I didn't. I just kind of wanted to shoot my version of what I've seen. So yeah. it could be a replica. It could be a replica of one of them episodes of Paul Dark. I'm not quite sure, but the intention was to kind of not watch anything or see anything that had been made around that area and just kind of see it as almost like a blank canvas. I'm not positive because we just kind of like use no reference and just kind of make my own way up with the team, really. But yeah, they're the great shows by all I've I'm not, I've not um, watched them, but I hear really great things about them. And Maybe I'll check, check them out as well because...
0: Yeah, I may have to check out Doc Martin myself now. <laughs> That's a new one to put on. Yeah,
1: list. it's, it's, <laughs> it's been called for many years. It's it's, it's definitely, um, you know, it's on ITV here in the UK, and people love it, and it's, it's been running for many years, and it always gets good viewing figures and all that. So, yeah, it, it's definitely um, loved. And, again, it's, it's brought so much kind of tourism to Port Isaac and to Cornwall and, yeah you know, and people... Yeah, that de- definitely love it. But you have to come across and get yourself to Coleman as well, Jen. We'd love it down there. I would love I would
0: love to. I, I would definitely love to. Uh I I live in Carmel, California and it reminds me of what the coast of England that part of the, the of England looks feels and looks to me. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we have the same kind of topography. It's it's colder, foggy here. I mean, we're a sister city I think of England <laughs> of London, I That's think <laughs> foggy. I remember our winter is going on now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're our, uh, our,
1: our winter. <laughs> so, we're we're, we're, we're I'm looking, looking out of my bedroom window at the minute. It's meant to be sunny here, but it's just we've had it really bad. At the beginning of our lockdown, we had, thankfully, really nice weather, so you could, you know, Sitting in your garden and kind of the weather was great but now the last few weeks it's been really bad which makes it slightly more difficult so i'm hoping that the sun is around the corner
0: i hope so too but when people are looking and, and if the weather's not good this is a good movie for them to tune into what was the most yeah. difficult part of filming for you on location and in general was there with the
1: difficulties filming actually in port isaac do you know what no I- i'm trying to think i can't do you know what there wasn't off the top of my head nothing comes in where i says, oh that was a tricky day Or we what we what we it would have been we had basically we had a month of may where we had a film in that month of may because Port eyes is in the before that is kind of a lot it's obviously cold as you can imagine and you don't get a lot the longer days effectively and the weather isn't great um, and, and when the summer comes around the tourism for that place is so 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 busy that that would have definitely affected our film and day but we picked the month of may which is nice weather kids are still at school and tourism isn't so heavy at the time so all that it seems very um. Seamless Oh, I tell you what was very tough actually. now now, now I remember filming on the boats was just I dreaded that for every single day in prep and we had like crew getting sick and that was definitely the hardest part filming it. So it oh, I can imagine. <laughs> How long were yeah, you
0: know me? Like,
1: um we went out for quite a few we went out for full days really. We went out and you know, like first thing in the morning, eight o'clock and then we would stay out there at about twelve thirty and then come back in for lunch and then go back out there and I I took every precaution speaking to them at like, I was like what bands do I have to put around my arm What uh, should I wear tights and what should I what t-shirt should I wear and I, I took everything any kind of sickness medication I was like please I just don't want to be sick because um, it would have you know I wouldn't wouldn't know how I would have done it and you know what it was so lucky we were so lucky that none of the actors got see sick because that would have had a big effect on the day you know if we have had an actor yes. who was sick and we had to go back in um, but no thankfully you know the that Thankfully, and I mean this not in a bad way, but it was like crew members who, you know, like we could kind of pause for a little bit or kind of they could swap over with one another and it wasn't like the actors. I'm sure even if it was me, they could have directed themselves, you know, I'd have just Sat and waited for them <laughs> to get back on shore. <laughs> might have been, might have been a better scene. Might have, might have been a better scene if I'd been sitting on the shore, actually. But we're very, very lucky that none of them got sick.
0: That is, that is lucky that none of them got sick. So, what? Yeah. Um, who? What, what was the? first movie that um, you saw that inspired you? Do you know what?
1: My first film, so I I, I, I I, can very vividly remember this, but like I've got no kind of cool, interesting stories of like, you know, when I was eight years old, my dad gave me a super-aged camera and I started making short films. There's with, with nothing like that. I just... I, I was lucky that one day my mum and dad, when we were on a holiday, showed me a film called Arthur, Goodly Moore, and I Live oh, in the yeah. Alley. And um, I just remember watching it and kind of not, you know, laughing because my mum and dad were laughing at, you know, Goodly's performance and Sir so John Peel mm-hmm. and all that. And then just it just seemed to be a film that we would always put on and always, like, bring our families together. And, um, yeah, I think it was that kind of, st- like that that installed something in me where I was like we now get together and watch a film and then we would do it we were getting a little bit older me and my younger brother and yeah then films just became this thing where as I say we sat and watched and I just then as a, you know like getting into as a, as a filmmaker and all that I just was like I can just make something that brings people together or people that can kind of sit in an evening and watch something the way we did once with this part film then that would be kind of the goal so yeah it was probably that film that, that started it off and I would have been well into my kind of teens by that point um, yeah there was no like love of cameras at like 7 or 8 year old, and again you can probably tell that within the work but yeah so No,
0: definitely (laughs) Alpha. So, and that's a wonderful film to be inspired by, uh, too. Where was such a, which is is a great actor, you know, fun actor. Um, So you like making movies that. that, So your your direction, it seems like, is making movies that you know make people laugh, and uh, you know when they leave the movie theater, they're uplifted. Is that would that be a true statement?
1: Definitely. Yeah, literally that's probably the the, ma- the main goal with it. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, like if, if people smile and come out and um, that, that that feels like jo- job done for me. Do you know what I mean? That, that it's, you know, it's, 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 the audiences love it. And yeah, I'm really, really pleased and, you know, bringing people together. And I often try to like think about when I'm making things or reading things, I'll often think, oh, what would... So and so and so and so, you know, on a Wednesday night in Birmingham and then I kind of come home and what would they kind of want to see and watch and all that. So I'm kind of led a little bit by that really. And um, who knows, you know, I'm 34; it might change in, in years to come and all that. But um, it's definitely what I kind of look out for when I'm reading things as well.
0: Well, Chris, I want to. It's been a joy uh, talking with you today and learning more about uh, behind the scenes of Fisherman's Friends, and I highly recommend everyone please it's it's on uh video on demand and it's a feel-good movie it's heartwarming about a, an extraordinary bunch of men um who are just it just you'll 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 feel good it's a family movie everyone can watch it so uh please find fisherman's friends and chris thank you so much for being on the show
1: Thanks so much. Thank I really much appreciate. it, Honestly, I've, um look forward to chatting to you for a while. So thanks for um, thanks for having me on, and um, for anybody who's listening, thanks um, for listening. Uh, yeah, hopefully you'll check out the film, and hopefully you'll, you'll enjoy it. But um, take care, and you know, look after one another in these uh, very testing times.
0: Wonderful message. Thank you, Chris. I wish you much
1: success. Thanks very much. Now, bye bye. Bye bye. You Bye-bye. can listen Bye-bye. to the
0: Jam Price Show wherever, whenever at thejampriceshow.com and also on the iHeart Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. And you can go to the Jam Price Show on Facebook and please like the show. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Jam Price Show. Thank you for listening. On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeart Radio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show.